Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to She's Relentless Podcast. I am your host, Shonda Matthew, and I just welcome you to spending this time with me today. I want to thank you for following the podcast, and the only thing I ask is that if it blesses you in any way, if it adds value to your life, then don't be selfish. Take a moment and share it with a sister, with an aunt, with a girlfriend, a co-worker. Just share the love. That's all I ask. Well, and you guys can expect episodes every Friday. So I want you to be excited as I'm excited. Get your, get your hot cocoa, your tea, whatever, your, your lemon water. And just get ready and find a cozy place because this is the girl time. If you are busy, like most of us are, you have a hard time carving out time for yourself. So I look forward to meeting with you every Friday, right here, same place, same time. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to an amazing woman of God today, who has so graciously shared of her time to be here with you. And I just know that you're going to be blessed by the nuggets that she shares. You know, many times they say what you go through is for someone else. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I used to be a little salty about that statement. (laughs) God, why I got to go through for somebody else's life? Like, what is that about? But nevertheless, I am here with my sister, a minister, a fellow author, and a speaker, Miss Precious Ingram, better known as the butterfly who survived. Hello, Precious. How are you doing on this beautiful day? Hello, hello, hello. I am doing well in yourself. I am amazing, and I'm doing even better to hear your voice. So I'm just glad and delighted that you're here. Uh, Before we dive too deep into the interview, why don't you tell the people just a little bit about who you are on a personal level? We're going to talk about what you've done and your ministry, but just, you know, who are you? Where are you from? Do you have children? Are you married? Do uh, Do you work outside of ministry? Just tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm Precious Ingram, also known as the Butterfly Who Survived. I am a social worker. I am from Greenwood, Florida. I work with kids that has been abused, abandoned, and neglected. Um, Just basically me, a normal, average person that's trying to do her best and encourage people as I go in this life and plant seeds to others. Wow. Now, I don't think I knew you were a social worker by profession, That in itself says a lot because social workers have a heart for people. There's no way you can do that type of work and not be a caring individual. So what, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't just last month national social worker month? Yes. Awesome. I didn't see you learn something new all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So without in your book, without further ado, I'm so excited. Uh, the butterfly who survived you start out you take us down a journey of how you felt trapped by your own thoughts low self-confidence 
among a host of other negative things. And when I read that, I said, you know, sadly, that experience is not uncommon to many, many people. So what I would like to know from you is what sparked you to make a pivot? What was it that made you say to yourself, this is not it. There has to be a better way. Because I knew that I had a purpose. I didn't know exactly what my purpose was, but I knew deep down inside that there was purpose inside of me. And I knew that God had greater for my life. And I knew that no matter the mind state that I was in in regard to the lack of confidence, the low self-esteem, the addiction, the pain, I knew that that was not my final destination because I knew what the word of God said. And he said that I'm above and not beneath. So my pain, my past, I knew that those things were not to there to define me, but they were there to shape me into the person that God created me to be. And that I had to make that decision whether I wanted to live or whether I wanted to die, whether I wanted to continue to be a worrier or believer. And what made me just say, hey, that there's a better way. I found myself at one point at a man's feet, begging to be loved, begging wow. for security, safety. And when I got up to myself, I recognized that, hey, this is not who I am. This is not who God created me to be. I have more purpose than being at someone else's feet. And then there was another instance where I was allowing all these negative things to trap me and to surround me with darkness that it was actually killing me inside. I felt myself dying and I had to make a decision whether I wanted to come out of that slump and live. Precious. Oh my gosh. You just said a lot. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to take notes. You said a mouthful. And I think the first thing that caught my attention, you said it twice. You said I had to make a decision. And many times people come up with this reason why I can't. This is too hard. But at the end of the day, that is exactly what it is. A decision. It's a choice. Right. And so I know you're already helping somebody. Already, even with that epiphany. And you mentioned you knew what the word of God said about you. So I'm going to challenge you just a little bit and say for the person who may not have had a spiritual background or a big mama to take them to church and put the word in their heart, just on a practical level, because I, I want to speak to any and everybody. What would you say to that person, even if they may not have been exposed to, quote, religion or, or something of that nature? I will say to them that you're more than a conqueror. It does not matter where you are at at life, what hand that life has dealt you, whether it's been good or bad. I would tell that person to pick yourself up, look in the mirror, and you're more than what you see. That's God loves you. Someone loves you. You have to love yourself, and you can do it. You are a winner. You are a survivor. Don't allow what's going on right now with you to make you think or doubt that you have a few, don't have a future because you do. And you matter. Yes, I love it. Someone loves you. If nobody else loves you, you got two sisters right here on this podcast telling you today, right now, today, you matter. And someone does love you. That's amazing. Now, moving on, because I could stay right there all day. That was so powerful. That's why y'all got to go get this book. <laughs> on your website, you mentioned having to stand up for your religion and your beliefs. Can you tell our listeners more about 
how you were raised or what it looked like and why did you have to defend your religion or your beliefs? Well, first of all, I am a PK kid. I am a preacher's kid. Okay, okay. My father was the old school. He was older, man. So, you know, I lived in that older type generation. So in my home, I could not do a lot of different things as well as with my mother. You know, I couldn't, you know, go out and party, go to clubs, spending the night or dress a certain way because there was a standard that I had to uphold. And I've always knew that. I cannot fit in with the crowd when you're saved, when you have this upbringing, you cannot blend in with the world. There has to be a difference that other people see inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so as being young, you know, you don't really understand those things when you're growing up because, you know, you're trying to battle and fight, you know, living that type of life because you want to be free and and hang out and do what everybody else doing as you get older. You know, I had to struggle with it a little bit as well because then I became into ministry and doing devotion. And I talk about it a little bit in my book where I was struggling, you know, during the weekday, I was, you know, trying to do the things of the world. And then on Sundays, I'm trying to study, prepare and get up before God. And I'm like, hey, I don't want to, you know, stand before God any kind of way. So I'm repenting. And there was a struggle within me. But I knew that I had to make a stand and stand up for what was right. And that's for Christ. And to not allow the things of the world to make me feel that I had to put my religion down just to conform to them. And I have this model that, you know, you always stand up for what is right, even if you have to stand alone. Oh, I love that. Stand up for what is right, even if you have to stand alone. That's powerful. That is amazing. And, you know, it's so true that, oh, I could relate, but this is your story. It's not about me. But see, you talked about when you said having to, you're out and you're doing this, that, and the other, and then have to get yourself together for ministry. That was me <laughs> trying to be in the in the club on Saturday night, right. knowing on Sunday morning, I didn't just have to sing in the choir. How about I was leading? Oh, I wow. had a solo. <laughs> So you got all this residue from the world on you. Who do you think you're about to change? And so that struck a chord when you said that. And God is so gracious and so merciful. He will still use us in our mess. But imagine how much more powerful we are once we give him a 100% yes. Exactly. So that was powerful. Now, I want to ask you, once you finally got to that place, you were comfortable with who you are. I'm not just the pastor's daughter. I got my own relationship with God. How do you maintain? How do you maintain your your freedom? What does a day to day routine look like for Precious as far as what keeps you going and what keeps you uh, strong in this walk? Because we all have challenges. For me, I had to just learn to just be me. I had to regain myself. I had to self-evaluate. I had to sit down and allow God to love me and process me and work through me again. And then I had to learn how to love myself. And I had to recognize that God and loving myself had to come first. How can I love someone else or try to display love or expect love from someone else if I did not have love for myself? So those were the first starts for me to maintain my freedom. And then I just had to, you know, because there was a point in my life that I did not love myself. When I looked in the mirror, I saw ugly it wasn't until like I was maybe 37 when I seen not just the inward beauty but also the outward beauty that God put in me so I had to learn each day to just love me love the flaws love the good and the bad of who I am and then I just had to basically change my mindset and 
turn it from negative to a positive mindset to be contented where I at where I'm at in life or what's coming my way because I had to recognize that you can't always complain about something because there are people that are less fortunate than you and the things that sometimes we complain about are so minor to people who may be fighting for their life that may be diagnosed with something and we're you know upset because we got a heartbreak or this or something minor and so it makes you realize and appreciate the small things because somebody is going through something worse than you are amen that is so true I couldn't have said it better myself so you said you learn to just be yourself and accept you for who you were without putting on a mask you said you learn to not complain about what you were dealing with in life because one thing I've learned is that everything we go through is a stepping stone we don't see it at the time but when you look back you go wow that being let go from that job that propelled me for my next blessing um that illness you know propelled me and but we can't see it when we're going through it right I would just say trust the process Amen to everything you said. And along those same lines, so you are strong on the inside. You you pull a lot from what's already in you. But now speaking a little bit more outwardly, can you tell us who are some of your favorite kingdom people, some of your artists? Who's on your playlist? Or what books do you read? And, and some of your favorite preachers? Or even, uh, like, I love Neo Soul. I love uh, certain artists. Who Who keeps you going and motivated from day to day? I would say I love all type of gospel music, more so the old school. I kind of, I'm young, but I got an old soul. But <laughs> Me too. Yes. If I had to pick somebody, I would say Tasha Cobb Leonard and Ja'Kaylin Carr. That music really Ooh. speaks to my soul. And in regards to uh, preachers or pastors, I would say um, Pastor Kimberly Ray with Angie Ray Ministries. I found her on the Internet, and it's just kind of like she just speaks to me. Uh, I would say Cheryl Brady, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Sarah Jake Roberts, and just many more. I just like people that bring the work, they have the anointing. That's what attracts me. Now, see, the, the last sentence. That's 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 it right there. As they say on social media, that's the post. <laughs> the anointing. Yes. That's what is powerful. And there's a lot out there and I don't judge anybody's form of music, but when you talked about the old songs, especially those hymns. Right. When you're really going through, that's where the power is. Exactly. And that's what keeps us grounded. So, some of the same, I love Jaqueline. Some of the same artists I was just curious about that so let me ask you precious since you identify yourself as you were once the person who smiled on the outside but you were sad inside having come through that victoriously do you believe that God has given you discernment for other people who may be doing the same thing who may have that same inner struggle that secret struggle and if he if you do discern that, how do you handle it from, you know, from time to time? I would say absolutely. He God has given me that discernment. I've always been that type of person where someone has always come to me about their problems or what they're going through or needing advice. And I've always been that person that just had that listening ear. I've always been put in positions where I'm able to be around people that maybe have went through similar things as I went through or going through something else, but I can be that encouraging ear or listening word 
or, you know, just positiveness towards that person. And every morning I pray and ask God for wisdom, understanding and discernment, because you have to have those things as you walk through this life. And for me, in regards to how do I handle my gift is I try not to be judgmental to people. Mm. Because I recognize, especially in the work that I do, that in a split of a moment, your life can change. Come on. So you never know how your life will change and how you will act or be put in a situation to do something. So I learned to just kind of listen to people and see things sometimes from their point of view and take mm-hmm. off my lens and put on their lens and see if I was in this situation, how would I want somebody to respond to me without being judgmental, but yet still helping them in the right way. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. But it started with prayer wisdom and discernment we prayer for the christian is like gas for a car you're not going nowhere not too far because first of all somebody gonna say something to 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 test your gangster as we used to say exactly (laughs) so you got to be prayed up before you even leave your house right god cover me today clothe me with your peace i've gotten to the point where i pray psalms 91 over myself every day yes the world is changing and it's changing fast. And speaking of changing, I wanted to ask you, why the butterfly? You could have chosen any animal. What is it about the butterfly that attracted you? And I actually, now I'm going to be honest, I, I'm going to cheat and say, I know the answer because I read the book. <laughs> but you didn't know that in the beginning. But in the very beginning, what was it about the butterfly that made you say, this is who I identify with? Well, like you said, it's in the book. Y'all got to read the book now. But um, in regards to why I chose the butterfly is because I was you in a give slump. them a little bit up just a little. <laughs> OK, I opened up. I was in a slump and I opened the door and there was a and God told me to let light in. And when I mm-hmm. opened the door and stood in front of the door, there was a butterfly on my porch and it was flapping its wings and the it's like the wind was not shaking the butterfly at all. Mm. And God was telling me that you see this right here, how this butterfly is fap- flapping its wings, open its wings back and forth. You are that butterfly who survived. Get Ooh. up. You got this. And I used in the I used the butterfly because it depicts my life. Before it turns into a butterfly, it's a caterpillar. And as a caterpillar, when we look at things, when we look at that creature, we look at it as something negative. We try to shun it. We try to move it Mm -hmm. out the way. We try to kill it. And that was my life. But then when you in that cocoon and you transform, you come out into something very beautiful, something that is admired, something that is a treat, it's intriguing. And that's my life. And I use that analogy of the butterfly to my life to describe the radiant colors, the designs, the shapes, and the patterns that you see on a butterfly to represent my pain, my struggle, and my survival that helped me to open my wings and fly to be the perfect and the beautiful butterfly God has created me to be. Oh, now you know the, ch- the chills going up and down <laughs> my... I, I, Shonda, this is you, the podcast host. You're not in church now. <laughs> Who that you skipped over a little bit. You gave us a short version, but the cocoon, let's just talk about the cocoon for a second. That's the part where the growth takes place. And exactly. it's ugly mm-hmm. and it's dark. And don't right. nobody like it. Right. So if you're listening to us today, you might be in your cocoon right now. You may be battling depression or anxiety. 
you may have just gone through a bad breakup or a divorce or you're experiencing rejection. Sometimes it's not even a relationship. Sometimes your own family doesn't treat you well. Sometimes your mother, the person who gave you life, rejects you. It doesn't matter to God, though, what's going on inside of the cocoon. If you would just give it to him, he will turn you into a beautiful butterfly. And, you know, you all can't see Precious right now. But if you visit her website or if you purchase, if you should decide to purchase her book you or follow her on, on social media, she literally represents everything she wears. And I don't know <laughs> if you've always been like that. Everything is so colorful from her clothes. Her makeup is, is always radiant and beautiful. So you literally look like a butterfly. Even some of your clothes, you must have a special designer because I noticed like your sleeve. I was like, oh my God, she's like a human butterfly. <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, put that in there. Um, so we're pretty much almost wrapping up. Tell us how the pandemic has affected your life because it has affected all of us in one way or another. And what do you think is the biggest adjustment you have had to make? You can talk personally or ministry-wise as a result of this thing that we call coronavirus um I would say the biggest thing I, I really wouldn't say the biggest thing because I've kind of basically done everything the same it's just you know wearing the mask and you know being self-conscious you know you you're used to I'm the type of person I like to hug and you know to uh-huh. go out and, and socialize so that was kind of the major difference of being watching your surroundings, how you interact, but still being safe at the same time. And then far as personally in regards to book-wise, it it taught me how to be more creative because now yes. at that time you couldn't go out and do little author events or go to other social gatherings or be a vendor at certain things because, you know, you had to because of the pandemic. So it taught you to pull out other certain gifts or talents within you to be able to prosper. Listen, didn't it teach some of us things about ourselves that we didn't know we had in us? Yes, it caused people to step out their box when they come. Exactly. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, what is next? I'm going to ask you rather, what is next for you? Do you have any new material coming out or are there any speaking engagements you want to tell our listeners about today? What I'm currently working on, because everybody keeps asking me, when is the next book? Um, But I think I have, well, I know that I have certain more things to do with this book, The Butterfly Who Survived, but there will be other books in the future. But right now, I do want to get my book to the auto book to reach more okay. listeners. Um, I wanted to do like a little short movie of it, you know, of the book, because I think it's very oh, powerful. Wow. And I want to do an author conference where I bring in other authors and we kind of share our life, our story and minister to people. So, you know, let them know that, hey, you're not alone. So um, and, you know, those are just some of the small things that I want to do right now. Um, ma'am, nothing is small about a movie. <laughs> OK, but, and I, I just want to commend you for being clear on what your vision is, because as a writer myself, I know that people will do that. And on one hand, it's a compliment. That means you did the Lord. Yeah, I didn't do anything. The Lord used me to do such a good job. People want more. 
However, you are clear that I'm not finished here yet and there's more. So I commend you for being true to your own vision, but we're excited. And whenever you decide we're here, we're waiting. That author's conference sounds very interesting. And so how can people find you? Uh, what's the best way? Would it be your website? Would it be social? You can go ahead and drop all your handles for those who are listening. And I'll try to make a note in our show notes as well. Okay. They can check me out on my website, which is www.preciousingram.com. I'm also on Facebook, the butterfly who survived dash precious Ingram on Instagram, the butterfly who survived. I'm also on Twitter still trying to figure that one out, but it's <laughs> precious Ingram for. Yes. Twitter is a whole thing. Yes. The whole thing. So there you have it. There's no excuse. You can find her on just about all platforms. Um, before I let you go, Precious, I want to have a little fun. Uh, just take a few moments to do like a rapid fire fun round of questions. Okay. So I want I don't want you to think about it too hard. But the first thing that pops into your head, let me know. Okay. You ready? Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Tea or coffee? Definitely tea. Laptop or paper tablet? Laptop. Okay. See, I'm old-fashioned. Give me my pen and my paper. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a morning person or do you do your best work late at night? Morning person. I go to bed too early. Okay. Pets or no pets? No pets. No pets. I'm scared of everything. (laughs) Except the butterfly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Apple or Android? We're going to find out if you say for real now. (laughs) I have a Android, but I like the fact with y'all Apple people, y'all get the buttons, um, the love (laughs) buttons, and I don't have that on my Android. Oh, come on over, sis, on the Lord's side. Apostolic <laughs> is where it's at. Amen. Do you prefer when you travel to fly or you like a good old road trip? I would say road trip. Never been on an airplane. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Now, God is, I feel he's about to elevate you and take you some places. Now, you can't be driving to Africa, sis. <laughs> So if we got to take a short flight to, where can we go? Uh, Florida. We I, I'm down to do that let, on your first flight with you. <laughs> okay. Just to get you acclimated. Because you about to travel the world. I see it. I feel it. <laughs> uh, do you prefer a preacher or a teacher? Preacher. Preacher. Okay. And now on post-pandemic, Zoom church or in person? Absolutely in person. All right. All right. All right. So those are just a few more things about Precious. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the butterfly that survived. If I were you, I would not wait. I'd make haste to go out and support this beautiful woman of God who has shared so much of her life, so much of her ugly scars, just in an effort to help you reach your goals in life. And so we want to thank her for her time. Thank you for your time. If you have any questions for her or comments, shoot us an email. And last but not least, 
share this podcast, share this episode with a friend or a sister, and we don't discriminate, or a brother, who you believe would benefit from it. And until next time, you roll up your sleeve, fight for what you believe, be relentless. I'll see you next time.